Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with author Jonathan Stroud, author of the Bartimaeus books, among other titles, who debuts a version of London beset by ghosts in The Screaming Staircase, the first book in his new Lockwood and Company series. It will be published in September by Disney Hyperion, which is sponsoring this podcast. In The Screaming Staircase, ghosts, known colloquially as visitors, have been haunting the British Isles by night for decades. Besides being all-around creepy, they can kill humans with their ghost touch, which means they need to be dealt with. Because children are best able to sense the ghosts, ghost hunting agencies have popped up across Britain, with psychically talented children and young teens working together to eradicate the ghosts and find the sources of their haunting. Lucy Carlyle has just moved to London in the book and been hired by the small, independent Lockwood & Company agency, which consists of two boys her age. Jonathan, thank you for speaking with me. Oh, it's a great pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So you're probably best known for your, your Bartimaeus series, and fans of those books uh, probably won't be surprised that there's a lot of humor in this story, even among or amid all the scary moments. Uh, do you enjoy sort of keeping readers off balance like that? Uh, for instance, having the, the story's three young agents joking and jabbing with each other, and then suddenly something horrific sort of manifests right <laughs> behind them. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a that's a pretty good description. Well, it, it, I've always liked um, I've liked ghost stories since I was a kid, and um, I like getting scared and I like horrible things jumping out at me. But I I think those those horrors are most effective when you balance it with um, something um, funny, something light, um, something life affirming. And so um, I, I try and mix it up um, so that the reader uh, is never quite sure what what combination um, of a effects you're going to get in what order. It worked pretty well for me in the Bartimaeus series where um, Bartimaeus the genie was was full of jokes and sarcasm, but the story of his master Nathaniel was um, rather more downbeat. And, and I, I noticed that it was it was quite effective to combine those those approaches. So here I'm doing the same thing, I hope, but in a, a more uh, supernatural, um, uh, paranormal kind of environment. And can you talk a bit about the, the setting uh, in in Lucy's London, you know, televisions and uh, telephones exist, but her colleague George isn't exactly hopping on the internet to do his research. Uh, <laughs> did you have a specific sort of time period in mind uh, you were sort of working within? Well, yes, that's a good point. Um, we had lots of discussions about this, my editors and I, um, when I was writing the book. Um, I, I, I didn't want to have something that was too far back in, in history. I didn't really want to do a, um, another um, Victorian set uh, supernatural series. There have been quite a few of those over the years, I think. And so I wanted it fundamentally to be modern, but I wanted it to be, uh, I suppose in a way, it's about, a, it's about 40 years behind where we are now. So everyone's got phones, but you don't have mobiles. You don't have personal computers. Uh, it's just a little bit more old-fashioned in, in that sense. Um, so you can't get uh, cornered in a, um, in a haunted room and have the ghost coming for you and, and ring for help. You're going you're gonna to be on your own. And the, the logic behind it, I, I guess, is that this problem that the ghost's coming back has been going on for about 50 years in my story. And um, I think people have kind of got a bit distracted by it. Um, and so technology has has possibly slowed up. The pace of change has, has slowed up and there aren't quite the same number of um, startling technological uh, bits of equipment as, as the real world. 
And when it comes to the ways the young agents uh, both protect themselves from ghosts and uh, go on the offensive uh, with iron chains and salt bombs and that sort of thing, uh, did you all look into and investigate ways that people have claimed to deal with ghosts in real life? Yes, um, it, it, it's true that that um, the, the methods that I that I, I bring forward as, as being effective against the ghosts, which are fundamentally iron uh, and silver and salt, the three, the three, oh, and running water as well. All those things are are classic um, uh, protections against evil, which you find in um, in folklore going back into the mists of time. Um, and it, it's when I'm when you're creating a, um, a new a new world from from scratch, it's kind of useful to um, to rely on on things which which have stood the test of time a little bit, um, rather than kind of making up some other substance which ghosts didn't like, like I don't know blamange or something. You know, you could, <laughs> I could have invented anything, I guess. It, it was it was kind of useful to um, to to go for things which had a, had a kind of solidity behind them. You know, it, it feels it feels right to say that iron is is effective against against nasty spirits because it's been it's been used that way for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, your last book, Heroes of the Valley, uh, dealt uh, some with a, a disillusionment on the part of young people about their about their forebears. Uh, is it fair to say that Lucy and Anthony and George might be in for a little disillusionment too? <laughs> I think it's always effective to to have a bit of disillusionment in um, in 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 this kind of this kind of story if if your if your your young protagonists are too cozy and satisfied with with their environment then um potentially it's a bit of a boring a boring tale i think you you need to have a certain amount of dislocation um and 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 the the great delight for me with this was that i was able to um because the ghosts are uh are are not um are not visible to adults um that at a stroke i was able to make the adults fairly um uh, useless uh, and sidelined. Uh, they are around, and they and they, they 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 try to boss the kids around. But actually, they rely on these young people, um, that, who are their eyes and ears and um, their sword blades, um, going into these places and dealing with these really quite scary ghosts. So the, the, the kids are are very much the most important part of the uh, of the demographic. It's um, um it, it's a it's a it's a country where where children are 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 sent. And, and so, um, yeah, there's a, there's a great delight also I, I had in, in creating a, a setup where Lucy, Lockwood, and George could all live in the same house. Um, they haven't got any adults there telling them what to do. They have to they, they buy their own food and they, they put themselves to bed when they want and they have a great time. Um, but they're, they're also running a business. And it's, um, it's a kind of interesting mix of, of being young and free and also having uh, tremendous uh, and very scary responsibilities. And along those same lines, it sort of strikes me that the the idea of power and you know, who gets to wield it uh, feels very central to the story, especially with children sort of having this power that you know is both I don't want to say a blessing and a curse, but sort of gives them this power that suddenly adults don't have. Is that something you were thinking about? Yes, power is really, uh, I guess, quite quite central to a lot of my stories. Uh, in the in my Bartimaeus uh, series, the whole thing really was revolved around um, the relationship between Bartimaeus, who is this incredibly powerful magical uh, creature, this genie, um, but he was a slave um, uh, and, and had to obey um, this this twelve year old 
uh, boy Nathaniel, and and the the um, the irony of that was, was was central to the whole to the whole the whole series. Um, and in in Lockwood and Co, um, there, there's there's also similarly a bit of an imbalance because the children are the ones with power. They're they're the ones who are actually able to deal with the ghosts. However, um, most most of the of the young agents are um, being taken advantage of by um, adult supervisors who kind of organise them and um, tell them what to do and and stand in the shadows um, uh, in a, at a safe distance when they send their the kids in to to deal with the the, the wraiths and spectres and other horrible things um, and quite often the, the children come to nasty ends and the the adults are safe so there, there's there's a, there's a bit of a commentary there on 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 systems that aren't aren't working properly and Lockwood and Co uh, are, are quite unusual uh, because they are an agency that's run by um, by 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 children as well as as um, having children as the agents um, so they're kind of outsiders and um, they have all sorts of uh, of trouble with with these larger um, slightly more sinister adult run agencies and that's that's one of the things I'll be exploring as the series carries on and uh, do you have a specific arc in mind for how many books the uh, the series will consist of? Uh, oh, oh, interesting question. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I have a uh, I have an arc in mind. Um, I, I wrote it down on the back of a of an envelope. Um, I, I think of, I think we've got um, f- possibly five books, um, e- each of which will have it, um, uh, a little. Uh, Particular thing that that carries the uh, the story forward, but I'm I'm to be honest, I'm keeping my options open because when you write this kind of thing and you're inventing a world and you're you're uh, you're creating everything from scratch, uh, I I can't uh, certainly I, I I don't find that I can can figure it all out in one go. So I, I leave all sorts of areas quite grey and um, uh, unexplored, and I, I kind of think I know where I'm going. Um, but as I write each book, uh, new new ideas. Uh, spring out of the page, new characters stroll into view, and I realised that actually this, this this new character is far more interesting than somebody else that I thought I was going to use, and, and I go off down a different tangent. So, um, although I, I I predict maybe five books, um, it, it may it may well be be different from that. Hmm. Uh, do you think uh, Lucy will continue to narrate in the later books? Oh, will Lucy continue to narrate? That's a, that's also a good question. I um, I think she will, um, but again, I'm keeping my my options open. I, I'm you 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 could easily do it from um, from George's point of view, or even from from Lockwood's. Uh, with with my Bartimaeus series, I I, I used to flip narrators um, um, within the books and, and jump from um, from Bartimaeus to um, well, uh, uh, I, I, I'd be following the uh, trajectory of a different character. So I'm I, I quite like jumping jumping from one narrator to another, and I might do the same again uh, here possibly. Did you feel like that you were you know as an author were ready to return to writing a series now that the Bartimaeus books had been wrapped up for a while? It, it's always a great delight to throw yourself into a series. I, I, I had a great, I had great fun with Bartimaeus, and I, I really enjoyed exploring this the this world. You, you just have more space. You've got more time to go down avenues and and, and um, enrich the whole the whole experience. Um, but I, I, I always was conscious that um, I didn't want to, to spend my whole life writing the same uh, the, the same 
series. I, I wanted to try different things. So I did Heroes of the Valley, which was a standalone. Um, I did a Bartimaeus prequel, um, and that was all great. Um, and I must admit, it's, it's, it's quite a delight to, to, have, to have sat down and actually have a, have a new world to, 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 to figure out, which is one of the most fun things, actually, about, about writing this kind of book, I think, is, is just figuring out the rules. How, how, do, how, <clears throat> how do these ghosts come back? Why do they come back? Um, what's the limitation on it? What can people do? Where's it all going to go? It's, um, it's, a, it's a really, really fun thing to, to spend your time pondering over. And, and I understand that the, the book has been uh, optioned for film. Uh, I'm sure it's all quite early, but is there anything uh, you can tell us about that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hugely excited about it. I've, it's, it's been optioned um, by Illumination Entertainment, which is uh, affiliated to Universal Studios. So that's, um, that's tremendously exciting. And um, I've had a couple of chats with them already, and they've, they've got, the, uh, got, the, got the first book, of course, um, and um, uh, are, are, are beginning to, to work on, uh, on a screenplay from that. So I'm, 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 hugely, um, I'm hugely thrilled by, by, the, by the prospect of, of us um, doing something there and you, you can never tell but um, I think it would potentially be quite an exciting cinematic experience so we'll, well, I'll, t- I'll touch wood and cross my fingers um, uh, as I speak and hope that something will come of it Excellent, and uh, is there anything else on the horizon for you or are you basically occupied with uh, developing the next books in the series? I am I am chained to my desk um, with a, um, a large ball and chain on my feet, um, and I'm working very hard on, on Lockwood uh, number two, um, which I I'm I'm technically supposed to deliver um, at the end of the year, and, and the, the idea well that is that that will come out um, that will come out next year. So. So for the moment, my my future is very much um, involving children with large swords and um, uh, scary dark rooms with with sinister shadows, and it's a, it's quite a pleasant um, future to, uh, to 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 ponder. Uh, and um, I'm sure I'll be doing that for another couple of years. Well, I hope you're using iron chains at the very least uh, for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So I feel like I have to ask, what is your what what is your personal stance on uh, the existence of ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, do I believe in ghosts? I have n- I have never seen a ghost, um, and I kind of don't believe in them. But that's not to say that I'm not scared of them. Uh, I I do get nervous um, about the idea of ghosts, and uh, and that's probably a good thing because it means that I'll hopefully communicate a little bit of that nervousness uh, and and um, uh, imaginative squeamishness when I when I'm writing these. These stories. I'm, I, I, I tend to, if I if I watch films with, with I don't know, with aliens or something, um, then that that tends to leave me fairly cold. I'm not scared by that. But if it's um if it, if it's something if it's a good a good ghost story done well, uh, then I I do get a bit nervous. In fact, it has to be said that there are certain people in my family who um, have had. Um, I don't know it's sort of psychic psychic experiences, but um, um, there have been cases of um, uh, fa- family relations having sort of um, telepathic um, connections at moments of crisis uh, um, through the generations. And um, there's one classic story about a great uh, great uncle of mine who um, was allegedly walking along the street when he was a child, and um, uh, he walked on the same same route every. 
uh, every day. Um, and on this particular occasion, he stopped because he did not want to go past a certain uh, house, a certain building that was up ahead. Uh, and he refused to go past it and went a different way to school. Um, and it was later revealed that um, somebody had hung himself in that in that building that very morning and was, was swinging there in the shadows um, uh, while the boy um, stood outside not wanting to go past. So that's a kind of impressive bit of, um, uh, of, of uh, bit impressive spooky story um, from, my, from the family, but I can't say that I've ever had anything remotely as exciting as that. All right. Well, I appreciate the, uh, the real-life uh, ghost stories from the, from the Stroud uh, his family history. But uh, thank you again, Jonathan, for speaking with me today. Well, it's been, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you, thank you very much, John. And again, I've been speaking with Jonathan Stroud, whose new novel, The Screaming Staircase, will be published in September by Disney Hyperion. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. <laughs>